The first COVID vaccine anywhere in the world, Trump's failure to purchase vaccines, and penny pasta. This is your TLDR News Daily Briefing for Tuesday the 18th of December. In the first story today, we discuss the making of history. It should go without saying that trailblazers, as in those who have done things first, have been some of the ones to make their way into the history books. Think about Neil Armstrong stepping foot onto the moon, George Washington becoming the first president of the United States, T-Series becoming the first YouTube channel to reach 100 million subscribers. Well, now you can add one more to that list. Margaret Keenan, who has become the first person to be vaccinated in the UK for the coronavirus, and therefore the first non-test subject to be inoculated anywhere in the world. This comes a week after the regulatory approval of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine in the UK. The government is now pursuing a policy of vaccinating those most at risk and then moving down their priority risk until eventually vaccinating the rest of the population. Ms Keenan was clapped by staff when she was transported to the room where she would receive the vaccine. She's currently 90 years old and will celebrate her 91st birthday next week. On the vaccine, Ms Keenan said that it was a great opportunity and she hopes that others will do what I did. On the media attention that surrounded her, she said, I don't mind the attention, it doesn't bother me. She's clearly a very bold woman, and we hope that she's the first of many to get vaccinated against this awful disease. As a bit of a side note, the second person to be vaccinated was actually called William Shakespeare, which we just thought was worth mentioning. In the second story of the Daily Briefing today, we talk about the US president's failure to purchase vaccines. The UK has purchased 30 million doses of the Pfizer Biotech vaccine, which should be enough to vaccinate 15 million people, or 14,999,997 more people after William and Margaret have had their go. Anyway, this amounts to around 22.5% of the UK population being able to get this specific vaccine. By contrast, the US has ordered 100 million vaccines, which will be able to vaccinate about 50 million people, which only amounts to about 15.2% of the US population. This is a significant difference, especially considering that the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine was developed by US and German companies, with some US government assistance. Even though Pfizer rejected the offer of being part of Trump's Operation Warp Speed, we would still expect the US government to cut a fairly good deal with the manufacturers. For example, 100 million doses of the Oxford vaccine developed in the UK have been purchased by the UK government, which is enough to vaccinate almost the entire country. It's this sort of deal that we'd expect the US government to have cut with Pfizer. It's today been reported that the White House actively chose not to purchase additional doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, and it's been suggested that the White House may now want to purchase additional doses, especially considering that the vaccine has now been shown to be effective at around 95% and is soon to be approved by the FDA. The problem for them, though, is that Pfizer's already made deals with other countries and will likely have to fulfill these commitments first. We'll need to wait and see whether the president is able to cut a special deal with them to get extra doses in the future. In the third story of the Daily Briefing today, we move back to the UK to discuss the Tier 2 Covid rules. Again, 
You may remember from one of the briefings last week that there's been a big debate in the UK over whether a scotch egg constitutes a substantial meal. While this is still as yet unresolved, some pubs are finding other creative ways to get around the tier 2 restrictions. Just for those of you who don't know or can't remember, pubs in tier 2 in the UK can only serve alcoholic drinks if they are accompanied by a substantial meal. One pub, the Queen's Head in Norfolk, has opted to fulfil this criteria by selling pasta for one pence. They've named the dish Penny Pasta. To promote the deal, they've even come up with a slogan, Pasta La Vista, Boris. This is certainly one way of getting around the rules. Another way that some restaurateurs have used to start getting around tier 2 restrictions is by putting on live music. The regulations state that the substantial meal rule does not apply to a customer who's bought a ticket for an exhibition of a film, a performance, or an event of training or competition at the venue. As long as when consuming the beverage, the people are sat in a dedicated audience area to watch the exhibition, performance, or event. So, if a pub starts putting on live music, it seems like customers can order alcohol without needing to eat as well. It should be noted that customers would need to purchase a ticket for this to be the case though, but that hardly seems like a big hurdle. We'll need to see whether the rules are amended to stop these loopholes being used, or if entrepreneurs just get more and more creative. Anyway, for those of you who think the news is too long, be sure to check out tomorrow's daily briefing. Read the newsletter by signing up at tldrnews.co.uk forward slash daily. Listen to the briefing by searching for TLDR News in your podcast app, or watch the briefing over at youtube.com forward slash TLDR daily.